in the pattern podcast. Make left traffic, clear for the option. Minneapolis departure, Archer 641, Charlie, Charlie, 2000, climbing 3000. Line up and wait, 7 range, for my Alpha. Mark Tower, 172, Romeo Hotel, hold short on the 133, ready to take off. I'm John. I'm Chris. I'm Brad. And I'm Mark. And we are the In the Pattern Podcast. Welcome to the In the Pattern Podcast, episode 80. This is our pre Osh podcast. Uh, this is Chris. Woo! Yeah, that was Brad. And, uh, and uh, here comes Pilot Conway. We're waiting. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I was trying to do the thing. You know, Brad made a noise. I introduced I'm him. I'm sorry. Then you went silent on me. What's going I on? Know. Yeah. I know. I'm thinking about airplanes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, visions of airplanes. Um, Mark uh, I've been was near one to... recently. Uh, oh, okay. Well, that counts. That counts. You're getting you're getting what they look like back in your head, so you won't be surprised yeah. when you see two or 3,000 of them at a time. Yeah, Mark uh, not able to make it with us uh, tonight, unfortunately. Uh, he's got some prior engagements, but we wanted to get one more knocked out before we made it to Osh. So we are going to be talking all about uh, what to expect, and uh, we really don't know. That's what we were just saying. We don't know what to expect. <laughs> I think we'll all be surprised this year. Um, Hopefully in a good way. Yeah, I, we were just talking about some of the things that's not happening that we know of that we, we usually really love to attend. Like, for example, hops and props put on by Hartzell Propellers on Monday night. Um, that's, a, that's a big one that everybody's usually looking forward to going to get some free food and some pre- free beverages and hang out and talk. But uh, that's a no-go. We're kind of bummed about that. Yeah, we're, we're pretty bummed. Might have to go get some sushi. Mm. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. I know a place. That's a that's a really good idea. Yeah, sushi in rural Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> How far can yeah. you get from salt water? Yeah, aren't airplanes, airplanes amazing? <laughs> yeah, right. It was fresh last week. Don't worry about it. Ah, uh, well, yeah. Um, but it's 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 time. Today is uh is Thursday, uh, the twenty second. Um, yeah, I eight. Yeah, eight hours and um, oh, say thirty minutes. I'm checking into my flight. Okay, all right. So, so you're going to be there um, tomorrow night? No, no, no. 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 We're Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Saturday, Saturday morning. morning. So our flight's at yeah six six fifty five in the morning. Yeah, We're flying to Chicago. Um, thanks to the lovely rental car prices right now. Oh, me exactly. My gosh, huh? Who's we? Yeah. Uh, me, me and uh, Damon Favor. Okay. Is, he's back in the States. He's coming. We're both mm. coming up together. That'll be awesome. Yeah. So um, we're uh, yeah we're flying up to Chicago, getting a car from there, and then driving up. So we'll be there probably midday, you know, afternoon, early afternoon on um, Saturday. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to fly I'm... out Friday. All right. Uh, I head out Saturday, but my flight doesn't leave here until like 3.30, so I don't get into uh, Appleton until like 9.30. On Saturday? Yeah. Are you the one that Dan's picking up? No. um, So uh, my daughter's in-laws, Richard and Cindy, who I talk about all the time that we camp with and whatnot, 
they're just they're just uh, a few hours from there now. They left Monday with their RV and have been trekking across the United States, uh, one camp one campground after another, um, and uh, um, have been having a great time. Uh, we've been uh, catching up with them, and they've been showing us pictures. And I think they really like the Midwest some for some reason. Um, it's they've got to see all different shades of green, which is nice, other than the brown that we have out here. So they like that. Um, Great this time of year. I I asked them, uh, how are they enjoying the mosquitoes so far? (laughs) They said, well, we've only had to kill kill three inside the the RV so far, but uh, it's been good. It's not bad in in Minnesota, ironically, because unlike Oshkosh, which is almost due east of us, it hasn't rained. We're in a a really severe drought, and mosquitoes need a lot of water. And so we're just experiencing this weird summer where we can go outside and not die the land of wow. 10,000 lakes and you're running low on water we are the, there's a creek that runs right near the house and normally it's like you know 75 cubic feet per second or something it's not a big creek but right now it's like eight wow a yeah, trickle. it's, it's barely a trickle yeah well ash got a little bit um in the last few weeks i've been seeing that uh weather's looking pretty good but uh no one really counts on that forecast being correct. So we're getting closer though. It's getting a little more, you know, looks like after know. Wednesday, it's going to be fantastic, but Wednesday's a long ways wow. off. So, right. Yeah, I haven't even looked. What are we looking at? It's actually going to be cooler there than here. We're going to be in the nineties for the foreseeable future. And I'm like, great, we will leave and turn off the air conditioning <laughs> and we'll just sit this one out. Good call. Uh, so 87, 89, 91. Thunderstorms. Well, that's the usual. Yeah. They last for 10 minutes, hopefully. That's a little it. rain on Saturday. Yeah, don't rain out my air show. <clears throat> I hope they don't rain out me setting up a tent. <laughs> oh, oh, that Saturday, you mean? Not the, the first Saturday, not yeah, the 31st. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I won't be there for the second Saturday, so. Oh, okay. So what? So what? What's your plans like so far? Plans? When are you leaving? Yeah, you're 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 coming uh, in Saturday afternoon and leaving I'm when? Leaving on Friday, Friday oh, okay. evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how about you, Brad? We're coming in on Saturday, probably dinner time, and we'll head out either Friday or Saturday, kind of depending. Uh, we're okay. we'll see. See how tired everybody is. Yeah. And I fly in, like I said, Saturday night. So that's a scratch pretty much. Um, I mean, I'll, I'm sure there'll be some people hanging out at Camp Bacon when I when we roll in. Richard and Cindy will go to Appleton and pick me up uh, and bring me back. And um, and then I'll be, we'll be there until um, Sunday, probably morning sometime. We'll pack up and head out. My wife is, is, is going to fly in uh, to Appleton on Wednesday. So for the first time, she will get to see the show too. That'll be great. It'll be nice to meet her. Yeah. I, haven't you met her? Nope. Well, nope. yes, I have. I went to your house. Right. And I don't know if, yeah, I thought you had met her and, 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 uh, and Conway, you met her too, right? You met my wife? I don't know if I did. Okay. Because I think she wasn't there when we it's um, possible. met up to go. Yeah. And I, and I know Mark hasn't met her, so it'll be good. That'll be cool. She's, she's already complaining about the humidity. 
and her makeup <laughs> and hair and what all that's going to be about. So it's hilarious. She, yeah, the dew point's going to probably be in the 60s, which is which is what you would consider humid. Yeah. I can't right? wait. That's fantastic. <laughs> Compared to what it is here right, lately. Oh, it's been awful. Well, this is our... Um, uh, we're getting into our um, uh, monsoon season here. So we've, on top of our everyday 100 degrees, have now acquired the humidity because it's raining around and about, you know, the areas around us. I mean, we have right now a 43% chance of precipitation. Um, and what do we got? Dew point 69 degrees. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's real. Humidity and, and our humidity right now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. This has got to be Oshkosh I'm looking at. This can't okay, be that makes sense. This is Oshkosh. Wrong. Wrong. Let's try Phoenix. Yeah, I was getting... I just I was, had the I, same thing. I was getting ready, just, and I'm like, oh, that could be right. Okay. <laughs> Currently, right now at uh, 7.30 p.m., it's 102 degrees. Uh, we've got 27% humidity, 62-degree dew point. Yeah. So twenty from going from twenty seven percent to sixty percent. So, <laughs> so it's only fifty eight here right now. That's impressive. Yeah, the overnight lows while we're there are going to be in the sixties, which oh, is yeah. really That'll pleasant. That'll be fabulous. Unfortunately, um, as we were talking about earlier, we uh, uh, are not going to be in our old Camp Bacon, um, and that's where kind of alluding to in the very beginning before we actually started recording was. Uh, was how busy it's probably going to be. And I think um, case in point is that our spot that we've had since we started camping together that we called Camp Bacon on the corner of uh, of uh, Lindbergh and uh, Forest Home Road has already been taken. So um, uh, Brad Lenz uh, found us a different location up the road a bit. Uh, and I say a bit, but it feels like probably a half mile. I don't know. Quarter mile, probably quarter mile, probably. And I'm trying to figure this out, and it might be easier once we're there to, to, to figure it out. But I, I want to say we're on the other side of where the um, props and hops and props was. Yes, I it's think like you're that right. Woodsy area. We're and on so the other I'm side not... of of uh, of um for uh, what do you call it? Uh, like theater in the woods. Else. Yeah, and so and that line it's, of trees. It's further, but it's not going to be um, because we're over closer. I mean, our entrance is going to be the main entrance now, I think. Right. Um, is the closest. But I do think it's at least not like we're back at the highway because I've been back there before. And that was I was mm. like ninth or something one year. And it was not fun. <laughs> yeah, that's a haul. And uh, and Brad, you were talking about bringing your uh, bringing some bikes to get yourself around where I gave Richard and Cindy our, our electric scooters and they've got scooters too. <laughs> so we're down jealous. <laughs> yeah. Just, just knock a few hundred steps off or a few, probably a couple thousand steps off um, per day and it, it can help. Yeah. I want to say uh, we were comparing a little while ago. Um, me and the fly PA crew were, were comparing our, our steps um, and we were looking at for some of like the biggest step counts we ever had and, and pretty much everyone, you know, running a watch or an iPhone had in their health app, this giant spike, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the, in the end of July. And it's like, well, I know what that is. Yeah. Right. 
you know, it's like 20,000, 25,000 steps a day or something like that. So I bet this year I might hit 30 a couple days, you know, adding the extra time. Mm-hmm. I haven't quite hit 30,000 in a day yet. I've gotten to, to into the 28s. I hit 30 and it was a half marathon day and it was a half marathon and it was at disney so we actually did a parks oh. the whole rest of the day after so i did a half marathon and parks <laughs> yeah i'm not counting the days that i was backpacking because my watch couldn't couldn't handle it it just yeah, ran batteries and died yeah yeah but those were those were 10 mile days in the and hiking yeah, that was that was hard I'll be rocking a, uh, a freshly purchased a knee brace because uh, my right knee is not going to take it otherwise. Uh-oh. Sucks getting old. Oh, I, I uh, freaking yard sailed at uh, skiing in, in April, um, and my leg, my knee hasn't been the same since. And something I'm going to have to get looked at eventually, but I'll just put the brace on and self-medicate with the uh, barley pops i'll be all right that's what, fine uh, that's 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 what the uh black cow or the black cows over at uh Artie and eds are for <laughs> and and then the uh spotted cows at camp bacon are for yeah yeah buddy um so conway you said you saw some airplanes recently what were you doing I did, I did. Um, I think it was, uh, you know, last episode of the episode before I mentioned there was that Rusty Pilot seminar that oh, was yeah. going to happen um, in the area at uh, Baybridge Airport. And so I ended up going to that, um, spent the spent the morning there, and they were doing, um, I don't know if it was officially Young Eagles or they were just doing rides, but they were doing rides in the afternoon um, for kids and stuff. But yeah, I went, and it was... Uh, their first like in-person kind of seminar thing. Um, so, you know, they had the hangar door open, had a bunch of people there. Um, most of it was, you know, kind of geared toward, I would say, um, people flying in the DC area that haven't flown in a long time. And like basically the SFRA kind of how that works. Um, a lot of new stuff with, um, biden uh because he you know he lives in delaware or his other house is in delaware and he goes there a lot in the weekends so there's a big giant tfr they pop up basically you know every other weekend every weekend for him um kind of like everyone in florida had to deal with the previous four years and you know chicago and then texas before that ever since you know 9 11 when they started doing a lot more of these so this is just a lot of like how does that work where is that um you know those kind of things um and then the other big section they had was a lot of like basic med type stuff. So they were going over like all the new medical rules and everything that's changed, you know, for a lot of people. But, um, you know, it was nice to, to go be around other people, you know, talk to some people afterwards. There was, uh, somebody there who had just recently finished an RV 12. Um, so it was, you know, brand new RV 12 on the ramp. I mean, beautiful airplane. Um, and they fly those at the school there. So. Um, there's a couple of those sitting on the ramp. They fly experimentals at the school. RV 12 is, uh, is, a um, L, uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's an LSA, but it's a, uh, factory built. Oh yeah. You can get a factory built SLSA, right? SLSA. They, yeah, I think it's a SLSA cause they also have, uh, I want to say it's an eaglet that they have there. They have a couple of them. So they, they fly a lot of, um, um, LSA is there, and then they have a couple, one or two um, 172s, I believe an N and a P model, if I'm correct. Um, so, 
so yeah, but this guy just brought it in, you know, to have it on the ramp because I think he used to fly, you know, for the school and then ended up finishing up his RV12. And so he brought it there. But um, yeah, it was cool getting around, talk to him a little bit about getting back in the air. I got to send a message to the instructor here. Probably next week I'll start doing that because we had a couple vacations and such. Um, so there was no way I was getting up before August at this point. So I think that there is a solid chance that I might actually get my butt in an airplane in the next month or two. Um, and try to I double dog dare you I know right and uh, and and I was talked into um, not really talked into I mean twist my arm but right. basically I think I'm going to go for the uh, RV12 um, it's a little cheaper than the 172s and I think slightly better equipped at this point just because they're they're newer um, yeah, you know they got the upgrades and stuff yeah, I see those at uh, Glendale and uh, at Scottsdale Airport. Both there's a couple of uh, light sport uh, shops uh, around here, and and uh, they're fairly popular. So they look nice, good looking plane. Yeah, and uh, reminds me a lot of the you know the DA twenty just without the crazy big wings. Um. Yeah, the canopy kind of bulbous, uh, rounded. Yeah. Smooth. You know, stick two seat. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a little boxier than the than the DA twenty, but um, yeah. So he says, uh, you know, I talked to an instructor there, and um, what are they you know, getting like, for him? Do you know? Did uh, you look for rates? Yeah. Let's see. Uh, I got it right here. Um, for all the LSAs, they're buck thirty five an hour. Um, let's see, flight instructor sixty two, and in the one seventy twos, and this is why I was looking at it. I was like, I might as well do the the um which we call it the vans because the 172s are 163 an hour. Um, and they're like an N or a P model. I could still go up to Brett where I was before their SPs G 1000s are still a buck 55 an hour. Somehow. I don't know how they're charging that. Um, huh. honestly, it, it seems too cheap looking at the <laughs> prices in the area, but you know, oh uh. well, but I think I'm just going to do this cause it's a little easier to get to. And it's a cooler airplane. You know, and I'm going to take Owen up, so I might as well get something that he'll think is like really. I mean, he'll think any airplane's cool, but <laughs> yeah, that's cool. The, the the one at Glendale is 135 wet, and like you say, a nicely equipped. I mean, this thing's got the two big Garmin panels. I don't know if it's a G3 or what it is in there, but two big like 12 inch uh, Garmin panels uh, on both sides, and it's got the the new Garmin autopilot in it, so pretty nicely equipped yeah i want to say that these have the um the dynon sky views in them mm. um, and it's only well at least one of them only had one um and i don't remember and i have to look but uh i mean still um i'm looking forward to it i gotta do basically at this point it's trying to find the time to do the like i got the sporties you know, I re-up my thing on the sporties, uh, you know, videos for the um, flight review. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm like slowly making my way through that. But the biggest thing for me is like this, that stuff's coming back like real easy. I just I need to pour over the, um, you know, the POH for that thing and just really get my hand around all of that. Memorize all the, you know, the numbers and everything and just do all that ahead of time. Because um, I don't want to waste, you know, that's my biggest thing now is I don't want to waste hours. Right. You know, of instruction that I could have just prepped for. So um, that's my biggest, my biggest blocker at the moment is really just finding that time to kind of sit down and really, you know, prep. But yeah, 
that's the not really fun part, but uh, pays dividends later on, right? Exactly. Exactly. And then um, in the process, not that I need it because with the LSA, I mean, I can just go. Um, but I was I had to do my physical because I was doing it this year anyway. So I was like, I might as well just do the basic med while I'm at it. Right. That's so nice. Uh, yeah. Except this has turned into an ordeal at this point. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I went in and the doctor's like, what is this? Like, oh. she's never seen it before. No idea yeah. what's going on. You know, I was like, well, I think it's kind of like the, you know, the commercial thing, you know, for commercial truck drivers driving or whatever CDL. And she's just like, we don't do those. And I was like, yeah, oh, it's not like that. Like, it's not like you're liable or anything. It's like any any doctor can do it. And so what I found, I had printed out this the thing from Mayo Clinic. Right. And it all they gave me was just the official documentation from the FAA, which is severely lacking. Yeah, the AOPA stuff is really good. And that's what I found after I had the appointment is that there's a whole previous section if you get the AOPA one that talks about what actually, you know, what this is, you know, to the provider or whatever. And so I kind of wish I had printed that one and not the other one because, you know, we're just kind of like trying to guess like what they're getting at. And turns out like you could have just said like not examined for some of the stuff, you know, and things like that. And so... There was just this whole ordeal with that kind of thing and then trying to figure out what all of it meant. And she's trying to understand and doing extra stuff. So I ended up what was supposed to be like a half an hour appointment ended up being an hour and a half. Um, And I still don't have the paperwork back because then I had to get blood work. And so she held it until I had the blood work done and got that finished up, which just came back today. So hopefully in the next probably as soon as I leave, she's going to be like, oh, your paperwork's here to pick up. So. I remember when I went and had that done with my doctor and it was the same thing. He had never seen it before. So I'd, I'd, uh, I'd went there for something else. And I said, Hey, by the way, I'm going to do this. So I'm going to reschedule an appointment for it and I'm going to send you the paperwork ahead of time so you can look it over. And he said, Oh, that'd be great. And so I did that. And when I got there, he goes, okay, yeah, this is a lot like what we do for CDL, but not as extensive. Yeah. And, you know, except for in comparison to the other, you know, the, the regular uh, FAA medical that you do, um, it was way overboard in comparison to that. But, you know, I've never had to spread my cheeks for my AMA doctor. <laughs> I know that much. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, that, that was the interesting part is just her not having seen it before and then trying to figure out what it all meant. And, you know, I'm just like, look, you know, because she has something about. Because the hearing thing, I had some trouble with the, just with the machine thing they had. It just wasn't, like, I wasn't hearing a couple of frequencies. She's like, you're all over the place. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, she's like, let me look. Like, maybe you just got some, like, wax stuck in there or something. She's just, like, digging it out. I mean, the second time I got through it, fine. But the first one, like, it was just it was just kind of a mess. And I'm just like, I don't even get it. Like, as long as I can hear enough off the radio, it's like, it's not like I can hear perfectly in an airplane. Like, it's so loud. Like, <laughs> I don't remember getting a hearing test. Yeah, like she because it's like on there. And so she's just like, I guess I got to do these things. And I'm just like, I'm not, you know, like, I, I can just tell you what the medical exam was. And it was none of this. Right. <laughs> you know, they come in, they're like, oh, you can speak English. Can you read this thing? Are you right. colorblind? All yeah. right, good. Great. Get out of here. I'm going to tap you on you your know. tummy, uh, your stomach a couple times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So um, it was, it's been an adventure trying to get this. Thankfully, I mean, for me, like, you know, if I'm doing the RV-12, like, it doesn't matter. I, I don't even need it right now. I, I've got the, the um, I haven't failed a medical. And so 
I've had one since the time because um, mine just expired, I think, like last year or the year before or something like that. So, um, you know, I'm good to just go with my driver's license. Right. At this point, um, if I'm flying the um, LSAs. So if I want to do 172s, then I'll need the basic med. So I figure, you know, I might as well have it. And that gives me the, f- the flexibility. But um, hopefully, I'll, hopefully I'll get a call next week um, or, or a message, I guess, in their um, EMS to that my stuff's ready to pick up. So when I get back from Osh, I can actually go do the online course and finish this thing out. There you go. So I'm, I'm getting there. I've reactivated the four flight subscription, which I feel is a very big step <laughs> in the, in the way of, um, that's kind of commitment right there. Getting back in the cockpit. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, I got to do the money. rental insurance. That's the other thing. So I might, I might handle that. Uh, hey, while you're at Osh the next week or two, we know some people you can take, yeah. care, you can take so. care of that while you're there. Hopefully. What you been up to, Brad? Um, strangely uh, enough, I've been flying. Uh, <laughs> I've I've done a, a few flights. I think I mentioned the last time going down to Chicago Midway, um, which was you know a, a, a nice, easy, uneventful flight. This one was kind of interesting. Um, we were flying back to uh, near Milwaukee. Um, Waukesha was actually the end destination. Uh, to go to a memorial service for my childhood neighbor. Um, the, the wife of the couple just passed away, and, and she was a really, really wonderful lady. Uh, and so a bunch of us were, were meeting up there. And um, we, so I, I had the Saratoga, and I ended up picking up two of my nephews in Winona, Minnesota, which is right on the Mississippi River. So it's right on the border between Minnesota and Wisconsin. It's south of the Twin Cities a little ways. Um, but it's it's in the river valley. And I'm flying along and I'm I'm getting, you know, 10 miles out, so I'm descending and I'm and I'm just above the bluff level. I'm over the river and I'm and I'm, you know, getting terrain warnings if I get a little too close to the to the banks on either side because they come up a couple hundred feet. And, um, I, I finally can get the AWOS from this airport, um, cause it's down in a, in a river Valley. It doesn't have a ton of range and I pick up the AWOS and it's like, you know, uh, it gives you the wind, which wind calm, you know, uh, visibility 10 miles sky condition overcast 200. And I'm like, oh man, like I'm not on an instrument flight plan. I haven't prepped any. It's blue sky where I am, um, and I haven't prepped any approach plates, you know. So I slow the plane down, and I'm looking at approach plates in four flight, and looking at minimums. And the minimums to get into this place are 900 feet, and I'm like it's 200 foot overcast. I'm like this, oh great, you know. Yikes. Like I, and I've got two nephews there who don't have a car, like <laughs> they're getting <laughs> dropped off, and so I'm like okay, uh, this is cool. And so I'm now I'm, I'm, you know, 10 miles out and I key the mic and I'm like, Hey, you know, Winona area traffic, Saratoga one hundred Juliet Gulf is 10 miles to the North. And, uh, I'm inbound. Uh, I'd like to land runway one, two, but I'm going to have to come in and take a look and see what it's like. And somebody was working the FBO that day and they key the mic and they're like, yeah, let me step outside. And he's like, no, it's actually clear. I'm not sure what the AWOS is doing, why it's reporting 200 foot overcast, you know, cause they update every two minutes. 
And so, you know, come on in, you'll be fine. <laughs> like, okay. okay. And, you know, I come around a bluff and turn the corner and sure enough, there's the runway. And I've never had that happen where the, the weather that was reported was so far off. All of the clouds were on the other side of the river. I don't know what the AWAS saw. The airport was completely <laughs> clear. Um, um, That's great. But we got in, you know, so I picked them up and then we, we had a, a very uneventful flight um, across the state to, to Waukesha um, and uh, <coughs> went to my favorite FBO there, Steins. Uh, they've always taken really great care of me and um, got a crew car and we got in the crew car and cruised on down to the service. We made it just in time um, for the church service and then off to the memorial, off to the, the, the after bar, you know, this is Wisconsin. Um, <laughs> so it's at a wine bar. So I got to just sip lemonade while, while everybody else got sloshed. Um, <laughs> and, but it was a nice time. I uh, got to see a lot of nice people. You know, it was a great use for the airplane. It would have been a really unpleasant drive. You know, I would have had to spend a couple nights there and, and this way it just really made it easy. Um, and the, the husband of this couple who passed away just, uh, during COVID times, um, was a pilot and he actually built a very easy. And I actually helped a little bit as a kid, helped him build his very easy, um, in his garage. Uh, and you know, he went to Oshkosh every year and he knew Burton to Crutan and he, you know, he, he, he was big into it. And so it meant a lot to folks that I had flown down, um, to, to go to the service. Uh, that was really nice. Um, other than that, yeah, I've got a few. I'm, we're driving to Oshkosh. Uh, we've got we've got four four bodies total uh, this year. Uh, one of my nephews is staying with us, and he's decided to come with. So we're gonna we're gonna bring him down down to Oshkosh. And um, there wasn't any time to secure uh, like the Saratoga, which would be the only thing that could carry us all. Um, so we're going to drive down and, uh, you know, put a car rooftop carrier on the car to carry all of our junk and, uh, looking forward to seeing everybody. And, uh, yeah, after that, I've got a trip planned for Coldwater, Michigan coming up and, uh, we were planning a trip to New Orleans that's gotten delayed a little bit because of reasons. Um, but we'll have, we'll have at least one more good long cross country this year with uh, probably with just Aiden and I uh, for his 16th birthday, which is Yikes. difficult to believe. Yeah. He's <laughs> no way. He is six feet tall. He is <laughs> <laughs> like wow. a little different. I'm going to have to show some pictures from, from Jambalaya nights past, but yeah, right. He's looking forward to Jambalaya night. He's going to turn 16 the day after Jambalaya night. So we'll, we'll I'm sure oh, we'll Wednesday. have a cake cool. and sing happy birthday and do all the things he would have done nice. the CAP thing. Yeah. Um, the, the blue beret, which, you know, waving all the, the planes in, but his birthday was two days too late. Come on. And he, he wrote in and he was like, can I get a waiver? Like, can you, can we work something out? And they're like, it's not us. It's the state of Wisconsin that won't allow any volunteers under 16. So that kind of stunk. Um, yeah. But next year. Yeah. Yeah. He'll have many more years to participate. That's for sure. No, not too many. I mean, you know, he'll be off to college and well, do other yeah. things and he won't probably stay in CAP that much as a cadet that much longer. Well, that's true, I guess. Yeah. 
But I guess you could volunteer as a senior member too. That'd be fun. Yeah, there's always that. But yeah, you can do it for the next couple of years, I guess. Yeah, 20, he's got a couple 22 more. and 23. Yeah. Yep, he'll probably do he'll probably go 22. Um I don't know if he'll get to go twice, but you know, hopefully he'll go next year and uh and and get to experience that. He's gotten a lot out of CAP uh and you know, has, has really enjoyed the opportunity to to go through the leadership program and all of that development and be around all the airplanes and get helicopter rides and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, so he's, he's, we're all looking forward to, to Oshkosh. Does anybody have anything, anything in particular that they're looking forward to seeing, checking out? Other people. Yeah. Uh, not not so much this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just excited to finally share the experience with my wife and, and our good friends. Um, cause I talk it up so much every year and send them lots of pictures and, I finally uh, guilted them um, into coming, I guess. So, so we'll 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 see if it lives up to the hype or not. Well, we'll try to try to help them have a good time. Yeah, for sure. I would say you know the seaplane base visit is probably in order for them. Oh, yeah, I've already talked about that. I go that that that's a must. We got to go down and see that and get you at out least, of the at least the once. Noise. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> if it's a if it's a if it's too hot of a day, that's a good place to go. Yeah, I I was just gonna say I, I don't I've I've been watching and I haven't haven't paid a whole lot of attention of what uh, what the main um, airplanes that are supposed to be there are coming in. I know the Orbis DC-10 is coming back, so I, it's a lot of service type planes, right? Oh, it's a different. I one? I think it's a different one because I think last time when it was there, it was um it was an older model that they were going to replace the next year. So it was kind of like the last, you know, bit for that. But I remember doing the videos for that. That was one of the right. the neatest, like, hospital. Like, it's this, like, eye hospital just yeah. in an airplane. And so I'm really excited to see what this this one has and how this one's set up and everything. Yeah, it was pretty slick. They had that whole, uh, you know, it's a, like you said, a flying eye hospital. But they also had that whole teaching area to where they could uh, teach from it and stuff. Yeah, because their whole mission was to go in and just not just help people, but train the people there yeah, to be able to countries. do these exams and and all of that kind of stuff. So it's a it's neat. I'm, I've heard about that. There's a 747 I think coming, like a UPS one or something again. I don't know if it's the same one because that last time it was like it was brand new and they literally stopped there on the way to deliver it. Right, I I remember that from from last year. I mean, 2019. Whatever year that was. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's official when uh, someone said that. It's official that when you say last year, everybody knows you mean 2019. <laughs> yeah, there was that 747 freighter that was brand new and hadn't even been delivered to uh, UPS yet that they yeah. had uh, flown in uh, to Osh first, right? Yep. That was pretty cool. So that'll be there. Um, I mean, I'll be there for the first time for some of the mass arrivals because um, we might make it for, I don't know if we'll make it for the Bonanzas or not. We should be there for the Cessnas because um, they're in the evening, I believe, on Saturday, right? Yeah, I just posted that just a little bit ago. The um, yeah, the uh, uh, list of that. It is, um, so 10, 10 a.m., let's see, 10 a.m. is Cher- Piper Cherokees, 40 to 50 aircraft. 11.30 a.m. is Mooney's, 50 to 60 aircraft. 1 p.m. is the Bonanzas, 75 to 90 aircraft. 2.30 p.m. is Cessna's, 90 to 100. 
And then Sunday, Cirrus has it all to themselves. Yep. So, but it's only like 30, of 35 aircraft. Of course they do. Yeah. But it's way too early in the morning. It's 8 a.m. <laughs> I know, right? That's too early. Oh, it's totally. So, I mean, uh, I'm going to try and get out there and maybe get, get a picture of... Uh, uh, of, uh, of, um, of them all landing under their parachutes? Hey, calm down. <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Just the... Well, <laughs> See you shoots. Did it again. Uh, I'll get a picture of uh, uh, Keith and hopefully, uh, who knows which order they come in. But if there's only going to be 30 or 35, it shouldn't take too long. If it's going to be 8 a.m., uh, around 8 a.m. when they first start, they, they should be done by 9, I guess. Or 8.15, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say. So uh, I'd love to participate in that someday. Um, I just need a Bonanza or a Mooney. Uh, or a Sarah Piper. Yeah, I could do a Cherokee, but uh, I, I kind of want something faster. I will take anything with wings that flies. Ours, ours does 158. I had it at 158 knots true. Uh, oh, you're Saratoga? Saturday. Yeah. Well, that's Saratoga. That's not a Cherokee. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. That, that's, that's a fancy Cherokee 6. I can. Retract. I actually had the arrow trued out at 133, which was pretty good. We took that up to. I, I guess I missed that one. We took. We flew that uh, the arrow up to Duluth for the day a couple Mondays ago on the 5th of July. That was fun. Got to, got to visit friends. We've all of a sudden seen all of these people. We've had like house guests, and we've had we've flown <laughs> to visit people, and we've gone to you know ser- you know services, and we've. And now we're going to Oshkosh, and it's just, it's so unreal. Yeah, I felt that way. We went to um, California recently, <clears throat> the beginning of July. Um, it's just weird, like, getting on an airplane, just being around, you know, friends we hadn't seen in a while out there. Um, coincidentally, who live under, near, I don't know what airport it was. Um, but they had an air show going on for the 4th of July while we were out there. Because <laughs> all of a sudden, I hear, I hear a sound, and I'm like, that sounds familiar. Then I hear another one. Then I see smoke and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is what the end of this month's going to be like. Like, I forgot what that sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they had a couple of them. They were doing uh, they were doing circles and they were doing some kind of um, basically like when they're uh, when they're over the lake, you know, getting ready for a show. They were basically doing that, but it was right over their house. Um, so I got a, I got a little taste and I was by Watsonville Airport, which was uh Fun because there was a bunch of airport airplanes around there too. Yeah, I can't believe it. One of the local airports here in the Twin Cities at Flying Cloud is having an air show this weekend. Like, really? <laughs> really? Well, okay. I mean, the show doesn't start till Monday, so that's fine. You have your air show this weekend, and then everybody just migrates over. Oh, gosh. sure. There you go. They get a little taste. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Uh, Richard and Cindy on their uh, trek out there today. Today she posted a picture. Uh, she goes and here and, and we look up and there's a bunch. There's a formation of some airplanes uh, practicing formation together or whatever. And I look and it's a, it's like four T sixes. I go, oh yeah, you'll see about like fifty of those in formation <laughs> every day of the week when you're at Osh. You won't even look up. Yeah. Just look up. You'll, you're going to wake up to them. Uh, you'll be sick of the noise in about six days. You'll play. Yeah. 
then I, then I've I, then I've got, I've got him convinced. I I said I I was mentioning about how the um uh arrivals for the Cirrus are at 8 a.m. and Richard Richard's like, oh, don't get me. He goes he goes, hey, happy, don't get so excited about 8 a.m. I go, well, you don't know that there's 6:30 Reveille every morning over the PA system. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> So I got Followed immediately by Aeroshell yeah. doing meteor rides. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're a little bit further away from the flight line though, but so it might be not quite as noisy. Uh, we're a little stuff, closer but... to two uh, seven. Well, so. there's that. Yeah. You yeah, know. we're a lot farther from one eight though, which is where everybody does their yeah low passes and stuff. Yeah, uh, I think this year. Uh, this year for me is going to be a lot of like my last year um, solo. So it's going to be like enjoying my time at Osh alone, but also like starting to think about, you know, what kind of stuff I want to get Owen into next year. Cause I think next year is the year he's going to finally come with me. Um, so I'm starting to hype the show up to him. There you go. And uh, I think that. Video. Yeah, I'm going to try to do that. Try to FaceTime him from a couple spots if I can get enough cell signal because who knows what that's going to be like. Um, but yeah, I think this is more or less like he's he's at that age now. I mean, he's he's just he's into it um, and he's really into space, too. So I'm I'm super excited to bring him and bring him back some stuff and just be like, look, you remember? Because now we just went to Smithsonian this weekend. Um, I took him to Udvarhazi for the first oh, time. Oh, yeah. And... Um, I mean, so excited to finally see a real space shuttle. Like that was like the highlight of his life. Um, and they have an X wing in the restoration hangar right now that they're restoring. So that was another big thing because hmm. <laughs> we are watching star Wars for the first time. So he's seen, he's seen star Wars and empire strikes back now. So we're going to get to Jedi. I think when we come back, so he's starting to get like super into all that. But what was funny is I was showing him. What did I show him? I showed him one of the videos we made. Oh, I was talking about Artie and Ed's actually because the kid loves hamburgers. So I'm like, dude, when we get there, we're gonna go get these hamburgers. And I was like, they come out in roller skates, and he's like, what? And so I showed him. I showed. I showed him an other people's airplanes video that we made a couple years ago. I think it was one um, David did for for Osh stories. And uh, so I showed him that, and and he's like, wait, why are there airplanes there? I'm like, dude, it's like right under where they land. And while we're there, there's just airplanes going overhead constantly. And he's just like, what? And I'm like, you don't even understand. <laughs> and he's like, is that like the airplane that was at the museum? Because now he's like, is it an airplane that I saw there? And I was like, yeah, but like, imagine 30 of those. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and his mind's just like, I, I can't. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I can't comprehend this. So you would I'm be so super tired. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm, I'm, it's going to be a de- very different year next year. For me, for sure. Because um, I remember that one year, Brad. I think I spent a couple days with you. It was, it was the first year um, you brought your son. Yeah. We did a lot of like the kid venture stuff and all those things. And it was like. I um, I got so tired. I We were over by, you know, where the Ford exhibit is. Um, you know, they got the, the bouncy stuff for kids and they yeah, got yeah, yeah. all that stuff. And of course, he wanted to be there. And I got so tired in the middle of the day, in the middle of the show. I just laid down in a little strip of grass and fell asleep in <laughs> right there, you know, with all of the air show going on and people marching all over the place. And I just laid down in the middle of show central and there you go. passed out. <laughs> yeah. It's, 
it's fatiguing. But I think it's going to be, um, you know, this year will be my last hurrah by myself. And then, um, but I think he's going to be excited and I'm excited to take my airplane too. So I think just the whole thing, I think he's just, he's into it. So. Well, that'll be exciting, especially his first flight with dad. That'll be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I keep feeding it. I'm like, all right, let's, let's keep, uh, my granddaughter's ready to go right now too. We'll nice. be out. We'll be outside, and, and uh, we're on uh, we're on uh, approach in or uh, uh, on the approach path for for Phoenix Sky Harbor. So there's usually traffic heading into Sky Harbor that direction at least for half of the day until they turn it around and go the other direction. But uh, but uh, yeah, pop up a plane way high, way high planes, and I, I don't even notice it right because it's it's I hear it so much. You know, she, she's uh, she's all about it. Yeah, it's Heck awesome. Yeah. I just I hope my daughter is the same way. <laughs> <laughs> it uh it's uh yeah, I can't wait to take her for her first ride. She's I have to I have to get it past uh dad first. <laughs> and and he thinks that I almost killed him in the plane the first time I took him up because <laughs> <laughs> So, he already has a bad experience because the first time I took him, he was just dating my daughter, and I, I said, "Hey, let's go to Sedona for breakfast." And we get like two thirds of the way there. And was it the crosses. shotgun? Did that did we, that scare him? <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we crossed the ridge, uh, getting into Sedona, and, and I I bounce up and hit my head off the ceiling of the aircraft, and the turbulence getting there was was not great, but it got so much worse once we got there. I was like, "All right, we're turning around." If I try and land us at Sedona, I'm going to kill us both, so we'll pass. Uh, but that 15, 20 minutes of turbulence got me sick, and so now I'm throwing up into my own flight bag, and he's having to fly the plane. He's freaking out, thinking that <laughs> thinking that we're both going to die, but, you know, it was all good. It happens. <laughs> yeah. I, I, gotta, I think i got to get him back up and redeem myself is what i got to do. Any landing you can walk <laughs> away from. Mm-hmm. Therefore, my uh, my uh, call sign is flight bag from now on. I guess, according to <laughs> according to him, I I, I always have extra airsick bags because every time I go on an airplane, I swipe all three across the row. And nice. I don't know what I did, but I didn't bring any with me. And I had a brand new flight bag that my daughters gave me for Christmas that year, and. Uh, I, I was like, that's all I had. So I emptied everything all out of it, set it on my lap, and was puking into it. So there you go. <laughs> it, it held pretty well. That would be <laughs> and fairly it, dramatic and it, if I was the passenger. And it, yeah. And it washed out easily. So. Your airplane. Yeah. That's why I said, all right, just keep <laughs> it straight. Point us back to Glendale. We'll be fine. I'll be okay in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. He was a little oh, freaked man. out. And he already has a lot of uh, anxiety, um, which I didn't know at the time, but now I know it really well. So, lesson learned. <laughs> One of the guys in our CAP squadron did his his all of his flight training down there in Phoenix area, and he, he's an airline pilot now. He's in one of the regionals. And he was telling us the stories, you know, CFI, and he's building hours. He's got to get it to his 1500. And... Um, this guy comes up and like he he after the fact he's like you must be like the most hated guy in your group he was he was from i think he was from china and they told him 
like like I said, he must have been a problem child for them. They told him that, you know, don't have to worry about turbulence. All you have to do is just drink a quart of milk like half an hour before oh, you go. Oh, no. <laughs> How dare them? Oh, my gosh. That is rude. It was messy. It was very, yeah. very messy. The yeah. guy, CFI, was just like, how did all of this come out of you? Like, right. Oh my gosh. How are you able to make cottage cheese? Come on. That is gross. That is messed up. The poor CFI too. Right. And he's just like, I can't believe this. Oh, well, I'm getting paid, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think Dude. like, like you folks, I think we're just, we're really just looking forward to seeing people and, you know, you know, let's check out some planes and let, but let's just hang out together and, and spend time together. Um, it, it'll be nice. Yeah. Hang out, get some Marty and Ed's. I think we're going Saturday. I, I, I think did. we'll go on most days ending in a Y. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Between there and sushi, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So LeSure, I don't know if you ever went to breakfast at LeSure's. Um, it was right across from the Super 8. But it's now it's closed. No more breakfast at Lashur's. I don't think I ever went there. I think I'd only been to what is it, Fire Tux? Yeah, it was across the street from Fire Tux. Oh, yeah, I've okay. been there the first year I ever went to Osh, we went to Fire Tux. Okay. And I have I don't think I've ever been there since. And I just heard the the UCAP episode, they're not having the tie down party. Right. I think I just heard it a couple of days ago. So yeah, some of the big social events, uh, like the Hartzell Hops and Props and and other parties aren't happening this year. The the UCAP tie down party isn't happening this year. And um, you know what is happening though? What's Camp Bacon Tuesday night, jambalaya. That is true. That is true. Jambalaya chili. chili. We if got both of our on. listeners show up, there might not be enough to go around. Because <laughs> at this point, Aiden can eat all of the jambalaya by himself. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're gonna have he's, to block him from that. He's a uh, he always helps uh, cook. He always helps make it right. So he's, yeah, he's cooking every time. So good luck. That's right. And by the way, yeah. he's a lot bigger than any of us. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he'll be t- uh, fifteen and fifteen years and three hundred and sixty-four days old. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I just sent you a link for the for, for the per for the perfect plane for under a hundred thousand. Just sent it to you. Uh, this page is not available. <gasps> oh, is it? Okay, it's a it's a uh, a, a a Facebook group uh, for um, um, aircraft for sale or buy on on uh, on Facebook. Anyways, it's a uh, it's a jet provost. Um, sixty-five grand flying uh, a flying version. It's it's. You can get a Learjet for under two hundred now. Yeah, you, you can just to afford to. Yeah, that that is the problem. I mean, if they gave me one of these, it'd be like, okay, great. Um, <laughs> uh, now the, co- the the cost to get type rated in it, and then can I afford to feed the thing? Mm-hmm. And, and one annual. <laughs> And I'm out of business. Yeah, I felt the same way. A friend of mine sent, uh, he was like, hey, we should go in on this. And it was a uh, 1954 Grumman Albatross. 
Oh, yeah. You should totally go in on that. For 400,000. 400,000. Right? You you could live in it. 64 (laughs) gallons an hour. (laughs) It's 200 200, uh, hours on each engine, you know? That's nice. Yeah, they only need an overhaul at 800 hours. Yeah, the the prop left though is uh, seventy, and the prop right is two hundred. So I'm curious about the story there. But um, <laughs> you know, it's got a it's got a glass panel. Surprisingly, Oof. yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, we should do this. I was like, yeah, I don't even want to know what the hourly cost is, let alone what the insurance would be. <laughs> yeah, an albatross is about nine hundred an hour. Yeah. That's just the fuel. That's the fuel in the oil. <laughs> you can't imagine right. what the insurance is on a multi-engine oh, yeah. amphibious. Right. Exactly. Like, yeah. You cannot imagine what the insurance is on that. And one that big. <laughs> for some for someone with like 150 hours. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's like, yeah, no, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. He's like, the closest I got was a $20 hamburger somewhere. And I was like, I can turn that $20 hamburger into a $200 hamburger pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how much retract time do you have? Do you have your Mm -hmm. complex? Do you have your high performance? Do you have your multi? (laughs) Like, each one of those no answers is going to up your insurance by another 50%. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was just I just put a link in for a 1983 Mitsubishi Diamond One Jet Twin. It's 139,000. That almost looks like a layer, doesn't it? 200 200 hours remaining on the engines before TBO. Uh, TBO on each of something. those engines is going to be close to a million dollars. Just to just to do the overhaul, right? Yeah. I think it's pretty cool that, uh, okay, so this is a 1983, and, you know, Cessna is still making aircraft that looks very similar to this, and, like, the design really hasn't changed all that much. Right. Well, look at the beach bonanza. Yeah. Same plane. Same airframe. I mean, it's the same as a T-34, basically. Not quite, but, I mean, there's a lot of similar parts from a T-34 in a Beach Bonanza. Oh, you mean over to a current A-36? Yeah. Or or what their G-36? They have the same gear doors. They have, like, it's astonishing. Hey, when you get it right, you get it right. And they did. It's a great airplane. I mean, I would love a Bonanza. Yeah, I want an S model Bonanza. That's that's the Bonanza I want. They're cheap. S thirty five. Yeah, the S thirty fives are cheap. They're fast. They're small, which is why they're but fast. Cheap's relative. I mean, one hundred and twenty five grand or so to get a decent one. I haven't thing. even seen one over sixty five. Oh, uh, I don't know if we're talking about the same plane. If only there was some way. Okay, you hunt for one. I'll hunt for, I'm going to go to Barnstormers. All right, you can you can look there on Trade a Plane. The clicking is on. John, fill the time. I love I love this section here on that uh, that Mitsubishi Diamond. Uh, with over a thousand hours left before the D check, you can put two engines with 800 hours remaining on them for 100k. That would put your investment at 250 for a thousand hours of operation. When the D check is due, sell it for salvage and recoup some of the money back. That is a no brainer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you're right. These are pricier than the ones I'd seen. There are some uh, on Trade Plane, at least for under a hundred. Yeah, yeah. I think the and so then the next model up would be a V of uh, one of the V35 versions. Yeah, it, V35B just, is really really sweet. There's just a um, so here's a here's an S model. It's a 1965 S model. They want 195 grand for. But this thing's pimped, right? I mean, that's when you you've successfully told the wife that you you've not lied to the wife. You've you've put the airplane up for sale. You just priced yeah. it at a level that no one is going to buy it. Yeah, she said the airplane's got to go. You got to sell it. Okay, <laughs> no problem. Nobody's buying. I don't know. I, can't I don't know. The market, the market sucks. What can I tell you? You know, <laughs> that's what that is. You just continue to pay your fifty bucks a month for your ad. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants the damn thing. I don't know. Yeah, here's here's a, a nice one for uh, another a 64 S35 uh, for 121,000, and and that's what I assume uh, I'd be getting. And this one here doesn't have anything fancy in it. It's got like a, it's got two G5s in it, and a and a not even a 430. I think it's just a 400. I'm not even sure it's was, but uh, you know, it. But it's but that's the fast one. This is the this is the before getting into a turbo model. This is the fastest uh, 35 model you can get. Yeah, it's got like. the big engine and the short cockpit or the short cabin. The V series has the longer cabin and. Well, this one still has the three uh, the six windows uh, or the three side windows, uh, and it is a V tail, of course. But, but the other thing I don't like, if I was to ever get one of these, is that they all have the, most of them have the throwover yoke. I'd I'd have to I'd have to do the STC to put dual yokes in you you would literally have to you can rent them um they're like 300 or 400 bucks um you can rent one but you'd have to rent one to get check to get the insurance check out because you yeah. have to have dual controls oh do you okay but it's a it's just you just rent it and then you're good to go are you, are you talking about renting the yoke yep you rent the dual yoke and you just slap it on yours um, it actually replace. You take yours off, and it takes yeah. the place of yours, and uh-huh. it just goes into that center post. Yeah, huh? Yeah, it looks like it. Uh, it swaps out fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a ni- Those are those are nice little planes. I but you know, which with Beechcraft comes uh, cost lots of money. Yeah, they're very they're very proud of their parts, and you know. So I'm sure annuals is like, oh, you have a Beechcraft. Okay, let's start at 2000 if it's perfect and doesn't need anything, and we'll go from there. Yeah, do the owner assist. Yeah, absolutely, right? The uh, I've been reading – I haven't gotten volume two yet, but I've been reading the Mike Bush you know, airplane ownership stuff, and it's great. It's great information on just here's how fuel systems work. Here's how ignition systems work. Here's how gear systems work. Here's how – turbochargers work like it goes into all of the systems and and how they function and how you can contribute and troubleshoot and diagnose and how to contribute to your annual and you know just all of these intricacies of owning an airplane that they never teach you in pilot training because that's not part of the curriculum right Right. um so it's it's really good stuff yeah uh, that uh that dude knows this stuff for sure um, yeah, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go to a bunch of his lectures this year. At, oh, cool! At Osh. I've got the schedule. I just need to put them on my calendar. 
I still haven't heard how Mark's getting there. I, I assume he's still getting there. Um, but it, I know he wasn't able to uh, to make it with Keith uh, this year uh, because of his daughter's um, um, engagement party. But uh, he was going to fly in, I believe, Allegiant into, or uh, I think Allegiant into uh, um, Appleton, like I was, but I don't know what day. So we will see. I'll uh, we'll have to shoot him a text and find out what's what. I have no idea what is. Uh, well, I assume if he's coming in, he's probably going to stay with with Keith, and I, I'm pretty sure they've got a house somewhere. Well, it'll be good to see him. Yeah. You were mentioning G5s. We've started to put some into our aircraft, and oh, cool. I had never flown to them before. Um, and I pulled the arrow, and we were flying up to uh, Duluth, and it had dual G5s in it. And I'm doing my, you know, I'm doing the run up, and it's like, you know, check the vacuum, and I'm like, there is no more vacuum gauge in this airplane. <laughs> like, That's correct. <laughs> okay. Guess that's not a problem anymore, which is well, great. Skip, I mean, skip that. Losing yeah. a vacuum pump in IMC is is a for real emergency, and just not having to worry about that end. Not let the electronics can't fail. But I've seen I've seen a few pictures of uh, red X's across those. Yeah, and you know you can still freeze up your pitot tube. You can still like stuff can still go wrong, um, but. That's, yeah. I guess, not a vacuum. But they, they do have a reversion mode. It's really easy to activate. So if one of them fails, the other one is completely independent and will right. keep running. And they're battery-powered. Well, that's what I was going to say. They got backup battery that'll last for quite a long time. I forget what the longevity yeah. of it is. It starts out at, like, a couple hours. It's ridiculous. That's fantastic. Wow. The 172 I rent has two G5s in it, and uh, I, I like it a lot. I, I wish I... Uh, was uh, instrument proficient to where I could use a few more of its functions and understand it a little better. Yeah, they're dead simple. I mean, there's one dial that has mm-hmm. a push button on it, and that's mm-hmm. really it. Um, so they're super simple to operate. Uh, they interact nicely. They play nicely with our uh, 430s, yeah. and uh, which I think slowly are going to turn into GTN 650s. That's what we got in the 172 that I rent. Yeah. GTN 650 and the two G5s. And yeah, they play nice together. They do. And now I, Garmin just sh- uh, announced that if you've got Garmin equipment like G5, uh, Garmin display, G5 or G3X or whatever, um, G500, a G1000, it, it, they don't have the Autoland, but if you lose your engine, they have, uh, there's a, you can activate a mode that will um, set you up on a final approach to an airport within gliding oh. distance. Well, that's, well, that's cool. cool. Yeah. So it won't land the plane for you because, you know, the brakes and all that stuff aren't there. But it's like, well, I can fly the stupid thing. So yeah, that's, that's part of the battle. Yeah. And it so it's like I'll, it'll pick an airport for you. You know, you still do all of the radio work. You You do that part, but it'll get you lined up. So you know, if you're above a cloud deck and you and you lose the engine, um, it'll get you there. Uh, it, it looks like it looks really really interesting. It's uh it's just incredible the uh, the technology that's came out uh, in aviation in the last decade, uh, right? Speci- specifically, I mean, we went from 
steam gauges and then you know the 430s came out and the 530s and then all of a sudden everything was you know well look what an ipad can do you know and it's like well we can make that and put it in a panel you know and touch screen this and that and yeah impressive it it is i even felt the same way coming back to foreflight from a couple years off oh i'm sure lots of improvements right yeah yeah foreflight's getting crazy good um especially the the latest one for instrument stuff it's got a hold advisor where it's like that you can copy down the hold and then tell foreflight what the hold is and it'll put it on the chart um and then you can just fly the chart like that's all you have to do it's it's amazing impressive it is really incredible so yeah, looking forward to seeing everybody, seeing you folks, seeing Mark, seeing friends and airplanes and, you know, not taking it all too seriously. We'll, we'll miss some folks. Um, you know, some of our, some of our favorite aviation folks aren't going to be able to make it for one reason or another, uh, the borders not being open or, uh, you know, various, uh, uh, yeah. Virus related things or just circumstance. Uh, it'll be, yeah. it'll be, we'll miss a few people. Qu- quickly on that. So I know Ken missed what and coming because of, of border issue or whatever. Yep. But um, Flight Chops just showed up at, Air, at Oshkosh this year and he's from Canada. He just flew his plane there. So I don't. Yeah, the rules are for land crossings. <laughs> yep. Okay. They don't say anything I... about flying. Okay. All right. Go well, figure that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and in fact, I, one I of the guys on Camp Bacon about. was trying to talk Ken into flying in. They're like, you can get a plane, a, a ride for 500 bucks. That'll get you to Milwaukee. I'll come down and pick you up. Like, just oh. get here. Yeah. And he was like, I'm done. I'm out. Yeah. Peace out, folks. I'm out. Yeah, specifically, you know, we've got friends from, you know, Canada, obviously. We, we've, we've, we've got... Uh, um, Australia, New Zealand, um, South uh, South Africa. I know a few guys from South Africa too uh, that I see occasionally. So, yeah, uh, it's one of those melting pots of uh, aviation that you, you you can make friends and meet meet up with people from all over the world. It's delightful. You mm-hmm. should everybody, all of our, both of our listeners should come. Yes, <laughs> we need two more. We need two more. Can, there's room. <laughs> I'm looking at the stats. We need it. Yes. Well, on that note, I think uh, I think uh, we've covered it, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you all there. Um, my wife is uh, starting to uh, pack uh, my bag because she's going to put some of her clothes in there. Um, so yeah, she I, I leave on Saturday. She leaves on Wednesday, and uh, I'll see you guys on Saturday night, possibly if you're still up when I get there. Who knows? Like I said, I don't I don't get until uh to Appleton until 9:30. So if I get out of the plane and get my bag and back to uh, Osh quickly enough, uh, maybe you'll still be up. But chances are it'll already be what 10 10:30 uh, at the earliest. Yeah, it'll be 11. There is yeah. very little chance. <laughs> yeah, there's a high likelihood yeah, yeah. I'll be up. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, get me up at six to, for a plane or uh, you know flight at 6:55. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sign me up for that S35 right there. Oh, that's the same one that I saw at uh, on uh, 
barnstormers. Yeah, uh, a lot of them they cross cross reference. It, it looks like an okay plane. It, it, it's a little high for not having good avionics, but some more avionics. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I would like. Yeah, that's what I more or less what I'd like to get, and then three partners. So, and that's uh. I don't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably go talk to some Bonanza people and some Comanche people. Um, I'm gonna probably wander around in in Vintage and go talk to some of these people and get some real world. Um, all of the facts. All of the type clubs are there. So there's a yeah. there's a Cherokee type club that's there. There's a Bonanza type club, Cirrus type club, Copa um, is always there. And yeah. so you know you can find out. You can talk to people that have nothing better to do but to sit at a type club desk and talk about <laughs> their particular type of airplane. Yeah. It's the place to do it. Yeah. If you're going to, if you're going to find, if you're going to need a, pl- need something like that, that is the place to do oh, it. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's like, it's one of those things that in my head, uh, and I've, I've told my wife, I, I was like, you know, next year I'm getting a plane and and she knows that it's just it's just coming you know i say like, that uh, every year where i know you were you were getting pretty serious for a while too no, about I did. going out on your own more or less it turned out good that i didn't but and especially <laughs> right now like there's just a handful of us that fly the saratoga so it's like i basically oh. have a plane yeah uh, and a few partners only uh, only like 90 people pay the fixed costs yes that's nice so I'm wondering, and and is, so it's like uh, we're down to just a house payment, and we got no no more kids to put through college, so we're done, um, as far as that goes. But uh, I, I'm I'm kind of wondering, like, do I gather? Do I try and gather the people together first, or do I buy the airplane and go? Hey, I'm looking for three partners. You That's do it what, the first way. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> But here's the thing: is that I want to be the decision maker of which plane it is. <laughs> so, uh, I know that's why you find your, find your partners. Yeah. Get a bunch of people together. That way, the insurance never kills you. Yeah. Create the LLC up front. Put the money together into an account. Yeah. Go get the plane. Go get know. the plane. Pay for the annual or pay for the pre you know pre buy pre buy yeah. inspection. Yep. Get your insurance quotes. Um. The what used to be the aircraft pi- or the airplane partners association or I don't remember what it was called. Anyway, they had a great spreadsheet. I still have a copy of it um, that has all of the calculations for here's what all of your fixed costs are going to be, including your insurance and your hangar and your you know loan payment and all of that. This is what your monthly fee is going to be. Here is what your operating expenses are going to be. Here's how much you need to put in reserve for the engine. And, you know, here's what your annual is going to cost you. And, you know, roughly here's the the floor, the minimum of what your annual is going to cost you. Um, It was really, really nice to kind of get a handle on what the actual expenses are for one of those. And it it kept convincing me to stay in my flying club. (laughs) Yeah, those numbers start looking sketchy, don't they? Yeah, yeah. it's like, this is a pretty good deal. Dividing it 88 ways is is better than dividing it three ways. Yeah, I and I don't. I'm not super impressed with any of the single flight clubs that we have out here. Um, and I don't know if it's it just the planes they have available, one, or yeah, right. Well, there's that. 
if you don't like what you see, just start one yourself and see if you can do it better. Start a good yeah. one. Yep. You start with one yeah. beach S35 and then you work your way out, you know. Oh, my flight club would have a, a, an S35 Bonanza and some sort of, I'm thinking like a, a Satabria or some sort of, <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, or a, or a, what's the other version of the Satabria? Decathlon. Decathlon, yeah. yeah. You must some, love making insurance payments. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 uh, um, a Grumman, uh, Albatross. Albatross. There you go. Yeah, that's what you need when you live in a desert is an amphib. <laughs> yeah, there, there is one lake nearby that apparently you can fly into, so that would be real fun, right? Go to the same lake over and over and over again. Uh, yeah, unlike you, who should have a... Uh, I need should have a, a, uh, my seaplane is almost at the top rating. of the list. Yep, it's, yeah. it's almost made it to the very top of the list. You've got plenty of I, I don't know I suppose there's plenty of lakes out there that allow for it but some don't but I you, with ten thousand I suppose you got a few more to choose from than we do. We do we had there was an interesting case we had a we hosted a big golf event here a few years ago pre COVID and a guy um, during the PGA this was a PGA event and he landed his uh, Super Cub on floats. At, on a lake next, right next to the course. <laughs> and all the sheriffs came out to get him and, you know, he dropped his anchor and he was perfectly, you know, hospitable and everything. And he got into their little boat. Um, their little boat motor died pulling him back oh, to no. shore. Um, <laughs> but then he, he was like, look, here is the legal code. It explicitly allows me to land uh, on this lake. Like there is nothing illegal about what I did. Yeah, at least he was prepared. He was prepared, and uh, you know, he, and he had a blast doing it. There's all these pictures of him sitting in this little dinghy that, with the engine dot dead, and the cops <laughs> all rowing to pull him back in. It was fun. So yeah, there's a lot of choices. There's a few that you can't. Um, there have been some guys that landed on lakes that they shouldn't have that had to truck their planes out. Um, oh, don't do that. It's expensive. That would suck. <laughs> and. Uh, that's when you learn that it you you have to be a mechanic to to put anything in or assemble any part of an aircraft. You do not have to be an A and P to take it apart. Right. <laughs> that is perfectly yeah. legal. You can take yeah. the engine out of your plane, crate it up for overhaul. You just yeah. can't put it back in. That's right, because you can't sign off on an airworthiness certificate. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, we Good keep dragging lesson. this out. Yeah. All right, let's uh, call it a call it a show. Episode eighty in the can. Yeah, let's do it. I got a pack. Yeah. Yes, I know. Uh, me too. The thing to put on the top of my car isn't arriving till tomorrow from Amazon. So, oh, here's hoping they uh, keep up their end of the bargain with the uh, delivery. Yeah, we might not get there till Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I've got all my batteries charging now. I'm starting to. Got laundry going. I'm like, I got one day. <laughs> then we're out of here. Um, so yeah, go ahead and wrap it up so we can all get ready and go see each other, have some fun, yes, drink some beers, get some Marty and Ed's. Well, I'm ready mm-hmm. for the black cow. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. right. yeah. So, uh, well, before we wrap this up, anybody any shout outs? 
Oh, definitely shouting things out to Larry Overstreet, our, our Lord Mayor, uh, who's been holding down a camping spot for us in, in the new Camp Megan. Um, we're just eternally grateful for, for all that you do. Um, my other shout outs to all the EAA volunteers uh, who have put in all the time and the effort to make this show, this amazing event possible. Um, really grateful and thankful from the bottom of my heart for, for all you folks do. I concur 100%. And, uh, and, uh, just, uh, want to mention that we're very sorry to hear, uh, the tragedy of Brad Mazzari launchpad. We hadn't brought that up, but, uh, other people already have, and we don't really need to get into that, but, uh, we're real sorry to hear, hear, uh, the tragedy of, uh, of him losing his life and, and, uh, and the accident. And, uh, we'll miss him dearly at, uh, at Oshkosh. And uh, just um, you know, prayers to uh, his uh, his family and uh, all of his friends. He'll be sorely missed. Indeed. All right, and um, with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up. Episode eighty of the Indian Pattern Podcast. So we'll let everybody else uh, know where they can find us real quick. Uh, Brad, how about you? Yeah, you can find me at uh, uh, via the aid ancient email technology at brad at in the pattern podcast.com. Uh, find me on Facebook. Occasionally I'll make a tweet or so on Twitter, but not terribly often these days. Twitter, I'm Brad Kane. Uh, on Facebook, I'm Brad Kane. Uh, I'm in other various bizarre corners of the internet from time to time. Uh, and of course, Kane is spelled Kilo Oscar Echo Hotel November, just like it sounds. Chris, how about you? Sure, you can uh, shoot me an email at chris at inthepatternpodcast.com. Uh, I'm on the Twitter machine as uh, cholubaz. That's C-H-O-L-U-B-A-Z. Uh, chris Holub on uh, Facebook and, uh, of course, the In the Pattern Podcast uh, Facebook group. All right, for me, you can find me at john at inthepatternpodcast.com. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everywhere else, at Pilot Conway. Uh, for the entire podcast, you can reach us all at podcast at in the pattern podcast.com. We're on Twitter is in the pattern or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash in the pattern podcast. Uh, and again, show notes for this episode and other episodes can be found on our website in the pattern podcast.com. Um, send any suggestions, comments, critiques. We'd love to get all our feedback and, uh, you know, thanks for listening to us, uh, for our two listeners. I uh, hope we have two more here soon. <laughs> And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up episode 80 of the In the Pattern podcast. I'd like to thank y'all for listening. Remember, make left traffic, you're cleared for the option.